This is the English sermon for the 29th of August. There are two readings this morning, one carrying on in 1 Peter and one from Luke. So I'm going to start by going through the readings. So the first reading is 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 8 to 9. And it says, Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. The second reading is from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbour? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, where he fell in the hands of of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite when he came to the place and saw him passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan as he travelled came where the man was and when he saw him he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took care of him, and took him to an inn. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the man who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Now our sermon today is on the theme of loving each other. Something that Peter here exhorts his readers to do. And something that the parable of the Good Samaritan goes on to explain what this might look like in practice. Now, I'm sure that the parable of the Good Samaritan is is very familiar to most of you. It's one of Jesus' most famous parables. So the challenge for us today is to see it afresh. Allow God to speak to us about how much we are really loving our neighbours in our day-to-day lives. 
And what a difference it would make if the world saw us behaving on a regular basis in such a loving way. For if we say we are a Christian, you can be sure that our friends and families, our work colleagues and neighbours, they're going to be watching to see if this following Jesus stuff really makes a difference in our lives. <clears throat> and, and, in the way, <clears throat> and in the way we behave towards others, or whether actually we still behave the same as everybody else. What is the quote? If you were charged with being a Christian and brought before a court of law, would there be enough evidence to convict you? A sobering thought. So let's start by looking a bit more closely at this parable that Jesus taught, Luke 10, verse 25 and following. It says, On one occasion an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus and asked, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, this seems like a pretty good question to me. The problem is not with the question per se, but rather with the motivation behind it. It did not come from someone with a seeking heart. Rather, it was intended as a test for Jesus. I'm reminded of a story I heard the evangelist Reinhard Bonnke once tell of an occasion when a young man came to him with a long list of questions. Questions, questions, questions. And in his sermon, Reinhard Bonnke said, I don't mind sitting many hours with someone who has genuine questions, but not with someone who just wants to add me to their list of names of people that they have pestered. So he said to the young man, you know, God also has one question for you. Oh, the young man replied, what, what's that? Reinhardt said, the question is this. How will you escape if you ignore such great salvation? Quoting the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 3. He turned the tables on the young man and gave him something to think about, to answer, to challenge. And I think Jesus does something similar here with our passage with the expert in the law. Jesus asks him a question. What is written in the law? How do you read it? And the expert gives a great answer. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength and mind and love your neighbour as yourself. In fact, it's exactly the same answer that Jesus himself gives in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, when he is asked by presumably a different expert in the law, what is the greatest commandment? <clears throat> so the words are right, but it's the man's heart that is not right. It says, verse 29, but he wanted to justify himself. So he asked a further question. Who is my neighbour? And so Jesus goes on to tell the parable. I think there might be a warning for us here today. Do, do we sometimes want to justify ourselves? 
Do we want to win the argument? Do we want to prove that we know best? Perhaps we've been a Christian a long time and we know lots of the Bible. We know the correct answers. Perhaps in a home group setting there can be a temptation to put others right. And of course it's good to promote the right understanding of Scripture. Yet we do need to check ourselves. What, what is our motivation? Is everything coming from a place of love and humility? Where are our hearts at? <clears throat> and that's pretty much what our passages are about today. You can know all the right stuff, but where is your heart at? What about the love in action? So we come to the parable that Jesus told to illustrate this point. Verse 30. The road from Jerusalem to Jericho was notorious for its danger and difficulty. It was long, steep, windy. A man travelling along it was attacked by robbers, stripped, beaten and left for dead at the side of the road. First a priest... Then a Levite came along the road and both passed by on the other side. Religious leaders and workers of their day, who presumably would have taught others about compassion and mercy, and yet who did not practice what they preached. I'm sure they could have justified their behaviour to themselves. Now, can't we always, when we fail to do what is right? It's a secluded spot. Perhaps the robbers are still around. They could attack me if I stop. Or, oh, it looks like he might be dead anyway. And if I touch a dead body, I'll become ceremonially unclean. Or perhaps just, you know, I'm in a rush. I've got an important appointment to get to. Somebody else will stop, I'm sure. But then... Along comes the Samaritan man and it says he had pity on him or he felt compassion for the man. Now, it's well known that the Samaritans and the Jews did not associate with each other. They disliked or even hated each other. Samaritans being considered a kind of Jewish sect that had split away from true Judaism a long time previously. And yet it was this man that showed he had the love of God in his heart rather than the upright religious Jewish leaders of the day, the priest and the Levite. And what did he do? Well, the important thing he did was he chose to get involved. The very first choice he made was to not walk by on the other side not to leave it for somebody else to do, but rather to get his hands dirty, despite the risk and the large inconvenience to himself. He administered first aid, presumably, um, well it says he bandaged his wounds. <coughs> he put him on his donkey, so... He now has to walk by foot. And he took him to an inn and took care of him himself. The next day he paid the innkeeper to look after him and said he would return. And when he did, he would pay any extra 
expenses the innkeeper may occur. Now, if we saw somebody badly injured at the side of the road, I'm sure we'd give ourselves secretly a pat on the back if we just phoned for an ambulance. But this guy did so much more than just phone for an ambulance, if that were possible. And he did all of this for a complete stranger. Presumably, doesn't say he was Jewish, but presumably he was he was Jewish or of a different race, not a Samaritan. I don't know about you, but I find this very challenging. How far does my love go? How much am I prepared to get my hands dirty, get involved, put myself out for others in need, despite the cost to myself? Perhaps it's easier to imagine doing something similar for a close friend or family member, but for a stranger? Verse 36, and Jesus asked the expert in the law, which of the three people who came by was a neighbour to the man? Well, you don't need to be an expert in the law or religious studies to know the answer to that one, do you? The one who had mercy on him, he replies. So Jesus tells him, go and do likewise. And Jesus is saying the same to us today. It is not enough to be religious. It is not enough to go to church. It is not enough to know the correct answers to spiritual questions. The love of God is to transform our lives and compel us to love in action those we meet along our journey. The verses we had heard read from 1 Peter today also spoke about this type of love Perhaps they're more focused upon loving our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. It said, finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing. That's 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9. So what exactly might this look like practically within St James? Well, it's quite hard to love those that you've never met or spoken to. And particularly with us being a church made up of many different cultures, there can be a tendency to keep to our own little groups where we feel most comfortable and safe. And so perhaps we can make a conscious effort to go up to someone we don't know at church and try to get to know them a bit better. Perhaps, hopefully, as the effects of COVID decrease, we could invite people around to our homes, go out for a drink or a walk, or give them a call to see how they're doing. Perhaps we can offer practical help to each other, whether that be Somebody elderly needing help with gardening or shopping or someone wanting to improve their English by just getting together for a chat. Also, may we be slow to take offence or critical of things that are different to what we might be used to in our own culture, whatever that might be. 
I'm sure there is no end to the ways in which we can learn to love each other better if we allow Jesus to mould us and change us and shape our hearts. Of course, there is a cost to putting others first and ourselves second. It wasn't easy for the Good Samaritan to do what he did, but it is what Jesus has called us to do. As it says in the 1 Peter passage, we are called to be a blessing, to bless others. May we not fail in this calling. In Jesus' name. Amen.